In this week's episode, we're on the road again for yet another podcast party. Where the heck are the snacks, though? You'll definitely be needing snacks in line when Rise of the Resistance eventually opens, but don't expect it to be soon. The first Oogie Boogie Bash date has sold out, so you better stop snoozing or you'll be losing. Has the drinking fountain mystery finally been solved? Also, D23 Expo, Thor 4, AP Tumblr, and more on this Momo episode of the Mousepire Podcast. I'm Anthony. I'm Diggs. I'm Tim. Welcome to Mousepire, your source for Disney, Star Wars, and everything in between. This is the podcast where both empires collide. Live from the Holiday Inn Express in Fullerton, California, let's get ready for Mousepire! Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to the Mousepire Podcast. What's going on? Uh oh. The apprentice lives. What is this? You best start believing in ghost stories, Miss Turner. You're in one. Bring up me, Harley Joe. You never had a friend like me. Some imagination, huh? made you look hey happy birthday on that note yes we are live here at uh uh some hotel in the middle of fullerton as opposed to our usual uh mouse fire parties where we go to a hotel closer to the park but hey this works just as well and uh before we uh, get started i just want to say that uh last night when we came back to this hotel uh there was no power no power so if you guys heard there was some major power outage that affected 13,000 uh, customers. What a far? Our boards don't work on water. So you you were powerless. Yeah, we were powerless. We got here and um, there was no power and uh, we were just here in the dark. So what'd you do? And uh, stuff you do in the dark. Well, uh, real, real quick, let's just say that I we talked about I was going to have Connor here. Connor's over there chilling on the phone. Hey, Connor. Which he's been doing. Happy Pop Socket Day. Thursday. You know tomorrow's National Hot Dog Day. Yes, I am excited. And about Disneyland's that. birthday. Yes. So we got back from Universal Studios and no power. So what was really funny is that um, he was on his phone, and then all of a sudden he puts his phone down. And then about two seconds later, the power turns on. Uh-huh. He said he put his phone down because it died. <laughs> Did it really die? Wow. That's, that's like kismet, right? Uh, I, w- I, I would have gone. Uno, but thanks. I would have gone downstairs and asked the front desk if they had any board games because I would have been bored. Okay, I said Uno. There you go. There you go. Hey, so anyways, as I said, happy birthday. We got a little sidetracked there, but happy birthday to who? I got a couple of birthdays going out. Number one, happy birthday to walking on the damn moon. Happy fiftieth anniversary of the uh, walking on the moon, which is coming up uh, at the end of this week. Also, as mentioned, tomorrow uh, for us, because this is Tuesday, uh, tomorrow is Disneyland's 60-somewhere, uh, 64th. Uh, so, in other words, it's a number that doesn't matter because it's not 90. Well, listen, it's Disneyland's 
uh, third birthday since they stopped making buttons. <laughs> That's how Tim uh, remembers that stuff. That's not matters. But anyway, so yeah, Disneyland's birthday. And then also, on the same day as Disneyland's birthday, even more important than a measly 64, Hot dogs. is a big 4-0 for Splash Mountain. Oh. Hey, Let's give I it out to that. a big 4-0 to you Splash know, Mountain. last time Splash had a big... Yes, we got a poster. They, got, they gave out posters yes, for they like did. two weeks. What happened to that? It wasn't two weeks, but they did give out posters for APs. Cut from the budget. I have like eight of them. You do? Yes. Oh, I take them. <laughs> I'll trade. Oh, man, that's what I forgot to bring. I was going to bring a bunch of trader buttons I acquired to show you. Oh, I'll bring them next week. Cool. I was literally going to bring the whole tub. I got a, a lot from someone. Oh, I remember you were talking about and that. And I pulled out what I needed, and then like there's a lot of good stuff, so. What's happening this week? Actually, it's not really that much, but uh, some of it just uh, requires some conversation. Um, not really, though. Biggest conversation we have is the big news this past week that we got. Uh, th- that we know when. Well, we know when Rise of the Resistance is supposed to open. Boo. Whether it opens at that time or not will be remain to be seen. Obviously, because at this point, if they don't know what's wrong, uh, I don't see how they could go into the future and pick some arbitrary date but uh i understand what they're doing here so let's just go over the dates uh number one uh florida's gonna get their first there's first which i guess is only fair because i was thinking the same we thing. got uh, galaxy's edge and the uh, smugglers run open first fair uh, well be they're t- only getting shoot. theirs first hey don't interrupt i'm just saying they're only getting theirs because that's where people are buying vacation i don't know about that they're getting theirs first because we got our land open first. That's all there is to it. And number one, and number well, number two is that uh, their holiday season isn't the same as our holiday season, uh, which is my one number one theory of why. Uh, uh, let's just go with the dates real fast. Uh, Star Wars: Rise of the Resistance at Walt Disney World will open on December fifth. And uh, that is also, uh, I don't know why they bothered to mention that that's Walt Disney's birthday, but... Uh, it is. It's not really that important to the opening of the attraction, but they chose to mention it anyways. Uh, Rise of the Resistance will open here at Disneyland in Galaxy's Edge on Friday, January 17th. Now, let's get down to why January. It's obvious, because it'd be dumb to open it during Christmas. Right. It'd be if, they opened it on, uh, if they opened it on... Uh, on de- December 5th here, uh, it would be a nightmare. It, Christmas is already busy as it is. Uh, the The crowds that they're be- expecting to get right now will show up in uh, at Christmas. Particularly, they would show up even more. So if uh, Rise of the Resistance opened in their holidays, so it makes perfect sense to uh, push it all the way to middle of January when you're presumably, quote-unquote, into the off-season. A digs... My memory of last year is that the holidays were not nearly as busy with the new blockout schedule. You have that memory too? Uh, yeah, I'm, well, yes, because there was like really no uh, no uh, no like hard sellouts. Only yeah. during those sell- only during those two weeks though, when everybody's blocked out. Well, yeah, but but during the rest about. of the month, because uh, we're talking about them opening on December fifth. If they opened at Disneyland now, I mean, there would have been. And then if they had opened during the two weeks when everybody's blocked out, then all you would have heard was complaining. So that's why I said January makes the most sense, uh, and I'm behind it 100% because, it, like I said, it makes the most sense. There's a little more. I think that ours got completely built, and they tried to get it running. We've talked about this before. 
and that there was a software issue, right? It would yeah. only run for a period of time, and then it shuts down, and it takes forever to reboot. Well, so then they went over. They were like, well, we can't get this one working, so let's go over and we'll finish building Florida's. We'll try to get that software. And it started doing the same thing. And instead of hiring two teams to solve the software issue, they just have that one team that's going to do theirs first. And when they figure it out, or they've, they've planned how long it should be to figure it out, and then they're going to come over here and work on ours. And it's probably take a few weeks because ours is already like right at that stage. That's what I'm thinking. Or a month. What is it? Month, six weeks difference? Well, I know that they are testing it here. Uh, I got some information about that today. But they are not testing with anyone on it still. So it could go like AI crazy and kill everyone. That's their concern. I, I don't know about that. But <laughs> they're doing their tests, but without any, you know, buddy on the attraction or anything like that. Also got word that aside from the problems we're having, the ride, they're still painting inside. Uh, okay. They're still adding the last details of paint and stuff like that. Interesting. So, well, they probably figured that since they were behind, there was no reason to rush all that stuff. So right. they probably no, redirected right. workers who were uh, originally doing painting on inside of Rise of the Resistance to other parts of the uh, the uh, land or to Florida when they knew that Rise of the Resistance wasn't going to be part of the uh, the first uh, the first opening. So no, there there's no there's no sharing of I don't think there's any sharing of crews. Between here and Florida, that's just uh, that. No, that's not how that works. Depends if they're they have their own. They have their own people, so that wouldn't even be an option. Uh, they're obviously working independently, but probably sharing information. But there's no nobody's flying back and forth from here in Florida. You don't think the software team that's trying to solve the problem is, is the same team? That's well, what I'm talking. Yeah, about. Yeah, probably the people in Burbank. Yeah, the the software imagineers, basically the people that are designing the software that keep the ride going. Yeah, but they're working on both simultaneously because if both are having the same problems, they're not going to Florida and saying, okay, well, that one's going to open first now, so we're going to work on that one. No, they're working on both simultaneously because if they can get ours open early, they will. But as as it is, that's why they picked an arbitrary date way out in January. So that way they could be like, I don't think that they exactly know when it's going to be ready. They just, like I said, they just picked a date because they got tired of people complaining that there was no date. It's just one of those things. I mean, would you agree? Oh, yes, yes. The fact that everyone's complaining and wondering what day is going to open, yeah, probably. I don't know what's going on with software. I don't know what teams. I don't think it really matters in no. this case of who's doing what. But, you know, they finally released these dates to us, and we are just going to have to, you know, wait. I think if it's a, if it's a simultaneous thing that they would they would open them both at the same time or – I think that the crew that does that, the software engineers, need to be there to work out the bugs, to get it open by December 5th in Florida, and then come here and physically be here to fix those bugs. And it's gonna t- they've figured out that it's basically going to take them those six weeks to fix it. I don't know. I'm not going to assume anything. Yeah. I mean, I'm just using simple logic to, like, why could it be happening the way it's happening? But no, he's right. It doesn't really matter. The fact is it'll be open in January as long as everything stays on track, and that's all we can hope for. It'll be here before we know it, and we'll be talking about how the park's empty for one week of the month. <laughs> <laughs> the week before, between New Year's Eve and the 17th, the park will be a little dead. Probably. Speaking of empty parks, we've been hearing a lot of reports how the park's been empty and all that. Marginal. I was there for a full day on th- last Thursday, and uh, I mean, like, literally 9 a.m. to midnight. 
and or 11 p.m. at least, and uh, it wasn't dead. I mean, by any means, it wasn't slammed busy, but you know, Smuggler's Run was like 35 minutes. Uh, nothing else was a super long. So we were there today, and it seemed um, eh, kind of busy, kind of not. Pirates was uh, 20, was it, tw- what did it say, 20, 30, or 10, 10? It said 20 minutes. It was more like 10. Uh, they, do, they do that a lot. Yeah, Haunted Mansion was, it said. 13 minutes. No, it was actually uh, like 20 but uh, over in Galaxy's Edge, really, really busy. Uh, Smuggler's Run was 60 minutes, 55 minutes. It's so going back and forth. So, yeah, it was just pretty crazy over there. Hmm. So, I mean, I don't know. I didn't really, we really didn't go to run the rest of the parks. But it's it was kind of busy over there. It's getting, I get maybe people are now realizing, hey, they're not that busy and, now they're coming they're in. in yeah. yeah. Well, plus the bring a friend. I mean, we did it with my family. Uh, Elizabeth and I both got in three of them each. We had like nine people total, and we saved. My stepmom was like, we saved them legit, like six or eight hundred dollars or something. But uh, you know what's not busy over in Galaxy's Edge? What? Docking Bay Seven. No. Now this is really interesting because we're over there. We met up with Jeff at Disney Three Six Six. And uh, basically, I was like, so, Jeff, uh, what are you up to? And because the line for Smuggler's Run was 60 minutes. You know, I wanted to make sure Connor got in it. And I saw Jeff and I said, hey, have you been on it? He's like, I haven't been on it lately. I'm like, hey, you want to go? Because I know he has the past. (laughs) So I said, why don't we uh, go over there and put us on? All go together, (laughs) So he put us on his dad's pass and... uh, so we waited around while we were walking. A cast member from Ducky Bay 7 is over there near the cantina and says, Hey, are you guys hungry? Why don't you come down to Ducky Bay 7? He had menus in hand trying to get people to go over there. And I was like, I have never seen this. I was. I'd have been like, give me the menu first, and then I'll <laughs> think about it. I was just like. And then leave. What? Don't look. <laughs> what the hell? I go. To Jeff, I said, they must not be busy if this guy is out here trying to get people in. Legitimately, yeah. Right. Well, so, you know why? I have a theory. Well, no, you, no sporks. Okay, well, we'll get to that. <laughs> because Jeff asked him, hey, do you guys have the sporks back? And he says, no, because the travelers messed that up. Yeah, that's us. <laughs> so I was like, whoa. And he was like really stern on that and really, really just like mad. And I was like, wow, that's crazy. So I went over there. I said, I told Jeff, I need to go check this out. I have to go inside and look. And, uh, yeah, there's no line to uh, order. There's two registers open. No one ordering any food. There was people in there eating. And remember when we went, you were, we were trying like to. like half full? Not, uh, maybe less than half maybe full. Maybe less than half full. Because, wow. you know, when we went. We had to find a place to sit. Right, and there's like maybe four empty tables in the whole place or something. And this was just empty table, empty table, empty table. And I was like, wow. What time of the day? Uh, Like seven? So like dinner time well, when, ev- when it should be totally packed. When there's a line like all the way out of Plaza Inn at that hour. Right, yeah. right. So, uh, yeah, I was just, well, I was amazed. I've never thought that 
they would have to pull uh, people in. Hustle to, customers. Right. <laughs> I was like, so that was crazy. You know, I've had a lot of comments about the food in Galaxy's Edge is like a big miss for them. I think that while there isn't a lot of food, what they do have is really good. Um, but I've had several people tell me that they're totally disappointed with the food options. I am one of those people. Yeah. Because there's nothing there that I like. I understand what they're trying to do with their menu and try to be different from the parks, which I give them credit for. And the Ronto Wrap is the biggest hit they have. Yeah, it's awesome. I mean, it's a great item, 100%. But other than that, you know, I mean, there isn't a really great option. Uh, while we're in uh, Docking Base 7, I said, hey, Connor, why don't you look at the menu and tell me, is there anything there you would eat? And he said maybe one thing. Which was? The, Connor, what was it? Pork what? The ribs? Yes. The ribs. Okay. Now, I ordered the ribs. Have you had the, has anybody else had the ribs? No. I ordered the ribs, and I've seen them before. It looked like, you know, rib, 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 and there's, like, all the meat in between the ribs, obviously. Like, normal ribs, but these are a little small. I got a the rack that I ordered. They gave me, like, big ones on one end, and then they progressively got smaller as the rib rack continued. And I think because of that, it was, like, maybe the end piece or something, and they're I don't know. It was very weird. <laughs> That's funny. So yeah, um, it's just interesting to see that uh, that people are they're trying to hustle guests in. How about Oga's? Was it? Oh, Oga's bumping, dude. Rex has that thing. Just you know, I mean, bump. they serve alcohol. People are gonna be there. Yeah, right? there was a line to get in. You know, who had reservations and everything. And uh, speaking of Oga's, Jeff went up there to talk to a, a cast member, ask them. Uh, because people were saying that you might be able to go and, you know, just walk, walk up. up. Yeah. yeah. Certain times of the day, maybe. But. And uh, so the cast member basically said, well, you may be able to try it, but there is no guarantee you get in. And I, I, I don't really remember what else he was talking about, but uh, I, I've, I don't know. I don't know if people are actually just, uh, are able to get in there just by walking up. I haven't heard anything about that. Have you heard anything, Anthony? No. I mean, I did see the... Did you see the article that OC Disney had the other day about how many people can fit into the cantina? No. Uh, yeah, they just had an article about that. Uh, the biggest complaint I seem to be seeing is people complaining about how there's no hot food there. Right. I'm like, really? Because how many bars do you go into that have hot food? But, I mean, well, I don't know. I mean, you know those uh, stupid alcoholics, they always got to have their food so they don't get too drunk, I guess. If you watch Bar Rescue, that's uh, 30% of sales right there is food. <laughs> yeah, but saying. they don't. I'm just saying. Those places need that 30%. Disney doesn't need 30% sales from food in, in their bar because they know that people are going to come to the bar regardless. So... That's the way that if that... But I, I don't think it's, it's all that. I know what you're trying to say, but I think it's more that people go in there, but they want to eat something too, you yeah. know? No, I totally agree. People who go to, you know, Disneyland, they're like, oh, we can go in this cantina, we can, you know, try the the drinks, but I, I want something to eat. I'm hungry. And then They should have some, like, uh, appetizer types. Maybe some sliders. Yeah. You know? I mean, I'm not going to disagree, but at the same time, uh, thinking the way the, the way Disney did, that did obviously with the cantina was uh, basically just along the lines of we're going to give them the cantina that they want. I agree. And uh, they didn't really think too much beyond that as far as thinking about it as a bar. 
uh, where it's going to have food. They just thought about it as, as the cantina, and cantinas have drinks. Nobody's ever been seen eating anything in, one, in any uh, cantina in Star Wars. But and that's really all they were thinking about. They weren't really thinking about it in terms of real life. They were just thinking about it in terms of Star Wars, where you can get your drink there. You can either go eat, uh, uh, go get your food someplace else and then go drink, or get your drink uh, on and then go eat. Well, they, don't, uh, they don't want they people to stay really, that long. They the were really, well, that too. And when people order food, it makes them stay longer. So I think that was also part of the uh, the whole thought all process John Taffer. of uh, not having food uh, in the cantina was just all of those different factors. Uh, that no, I just think that they didn't think of it. But at the same time, it also kind of worked out for them uh, because of the whole, uh, you know, only allowing people to be in the cantina for a certain amount of time. And uh, once you start bringing food into the equation, that almost automatically adds 15 minutes to your stay time. At least. Uh, because of not only making the, ordering the food, getting the order in, making the food, receiving the food, eating the food. You're talking about 15, 20 minutes, At up least. to 30 minutes uh, possibly just for that. Well, and then they feel less drunk because they have food in their system. Well, then, they, I mean, they're already under the whole uh, we want to limit people to 45 minutes thing. So, Well, if you, uh, have two, if you have two strong drinks in 40, I mean, not like any of the drinks are really strong, but if you have two drinks in 45 minutes, you could have a little buzz on if you don't have any food in your stomach. So that's what they want. They want you to leave a little buzz so you can go spend some money and then – once your buzz goes away, you can have some food. But to come down to it, I just think that they just didn't think of it. I just think, think they thought that, oh, people just want the cantina. They just want their alcohol. That's all they care about. And there's just they just didn't think of it. I think it just comes down just easy as that. It's not really just anything complicated. It's just, just a big miss. It's just, yeah, like I said, they just weren't thinking about it in terms of a bar. They were just thinking about it. Okay, well, people have always wanted their cantina and yeah. alcohol in Star Wars. So. I agree. Like you said, there's... Uh, there's just a big miss, I think. I don't know. Uh, I don't know if they're actually going to be able to uh, get the food. Or I don't know if they'll be able to get the food or you know do anything like that. Yeah, because it's always always going to be uh, some sliders, some poutine, well, it's, fries. It's, 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 I don't know something. It, it's well, I I just you know something, but but uh, well, if just, they're bantha sliders, maybe. There you go. No, but I'm just thinking. It depends on what their kitchen is like. Right. We don't know what's back there. Well, they don't have a. I don't. That's the thing is, yeah. I don't think they have much of a kitchen right. back there. They have some items they can like heat up or whatever, but that's about it. And again, that's a and that's a miss too. They should have built a kitchen back there. I mean, they could have at least had some bar nuts. <laughs> I mean, anybody that's watched Bar Rescue knows that you can do a lot out of a small kitchen, especially if you just have like fried items or like pizza type items and stuff. They can make that stuff quick. But then again, you're going off track because this is Star Wars. I get it, but they could have a Star Wars type pizza. They could have a Star Wars, some Star Wars fried items, you know, bantha balls or whatever. <laughs> I don't know. Like, you want to suck on some bantha balls? No, no, I just chew them up. <laughs> Spit them out. No, no. I mean, if you chew them up, yes. Put them in your mouth and suck them. <laughs> oh, you're going somewhere totally different. Hey, Anthony, guess what? We told you so. You snooze, you lose. Exactly. So we have the very first date of Oogie Boogie Bash uh, sold out. It is September 26th. Sold out! Uh, don't ask people on Facebook if you ha- if they have an extra ticket because you're stupid enough not to get it for that day. I had to do some research to find out when the first uh, date sold out last year, and that was July 11th. 
So we're uh, basically about five days late of the first day. Uh, what was the first day you said? Was a Friday? Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, he doesn't know, but uh, it, the first day is a Thursday, uh, but we have... Uh, well, we were talking about, I don't know if we pointed out when we talked about the dates that there are no Fridays. Right. So basically your Thursday is your Friday, I guess. Uh, I think Disney just assumes that everybody's off on Fridays. Um, I don't know. New holiday that yeah, we didn't hear yeah, about. I didn't, um, get, I didn't get the memo. I mean, there are some schools that don't go to school on Friday. Well, those are dumb schools. <laughs> are they? I don't know. I don't think so, because that's why they have to start early. Oh, uh, okay. I don't know. We're too old. We're too old. We we had regular school, you know. Yeah, it's called traditional. It's called traditional. Yeah, <laughs> none of this going back to school in August shit. None of this. Uh, July thirty first. Yeah, July thirty first. Uh, yeah, we went to school. We went to school the day after uh, Labor Day, just like uh, everybody always had. <laughs> anyway, back to Uggie and his boogie. Yeah, he sold out. <laughs> he sold out. So uh, we tell you guys every year. Every year, you guys don't listen. Uh, we don't want to hear anybody bitching about uh, how you w- were waiting to go on uh, that the September 26th was the day that you for sure wanted to go. And, uh, well, too bad you're out of luck. And if you guys have any other dates that you guys are planning on going, well, here's your two-minute warning. Not even two-minute warning. It's like 10 seconds left on the clock in this hockey game, and uh, you're... You're uh you're gonna be out of luck. We told you guys that that stuff will be sold out by the end of July, and well, we're we're already well on our way. And uh, yeah. Wait, so you're saying that well, one one sold out date is well on the way. Yeah. Yes. You think though all of it'll be done in the next two weeks? No, I didn't say that. I said oh. the the dates that people are gonna want to go are gonna be done pretty quickly. Yeah. At this rate, we definitely should uh, be looking if you guys are going to want, especially somewhere uh, in some of the uh, prime cheaper dates, shall I say, in uh, September. Uh, yeah, you're going to want to get those because uh, otherwise uh, nobody wants to be stuck having to pay $150 to go on uh, the uh, Thursday before Halloween. That's what it costs for a full day in the park. All right, so, uh, of course, we, um, like we said, the first sold-out days was uh, on Fridays. Uh, the second sold-out date last year was on July 21st. So basically, uh, they are going to start going out. One more sold out date. The third one last year was on August 10th. So, yes, they're going to start selling out quickly. And uh, you guys need to hurry up and get those tickets. I will be going on September 17th. Hey, Anthony, guess what? Uh, no stuff. Okay. So I've been on the case of the missing water fountains, right? You have. I have an update on water fountains. Is that are those apples? No. Oh, uh, okay. I see it now. It looks like green apples for a minute. Ooh, if it was, <laughs> it'd be done. I've been talking about the missing water fountains, and I have an update on it. They uh, actually, they actually have. Reinstalled the water fountain by Atopia. Whoa. And it's the brand new ones with the water bottle fill. So maybe that's what. It's starting it, to make sense. Is that what it's all about? They're going to slowly switch out all the water fountains for the water bottle fill one. Yes. So I'm like, okay. So uh, I'm going to give credit for this uh, to uh, Jeff once again, who uh, showed me his Instagram. I'm like, uh, I don't have time to go on Instagram and check what you're posting, Jeff. I'm sorry, but 
So he uh, showed me that. I went over there. I took a picture of it. And, uh, yeah, so I guess the other fountains, maybe they'll be returning. The one by um, City Hall, I'm not sure about that one because of the way they changed the pathway over there to make the wider and all that kind of crap. But uh, uh, probably they're going to start uh, taking out the old water fountains and put these new ones in, which is, uh, of course, a great idea. And I guess uh, uh, Jeff was getting some stupid comments like, uh, does, it, does the water still taste like piss and blah, 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 blah. It does, which is, this is just their way to stop people from getting free bottle, free cups of water everywhere. What do you mean? Well, they'll probably still give out free cups of water. but They if have to. If there's it's bottle all. fill stations, uh, less oh, people more will ask I, okay. for. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I agree with that. But hey, I, I think that's pretty cool. I like those water fountains. And I like the water from Disneyland. Hey, so uh, apparently since last year, you've been able to get uh, embroidery uh, for APs. Yeah. Uh, a, now, Disneyland AP, uh, just uh, I guess as an FYI announced this week, they said that uh, uh, basically they said, did you know that World of Disney and Disney Showcase can embroider the AP logo onto certain items? Stop by to learn more. Uh, then, uh, so I didn't, I thought this was a new thing, but then apparently I've been informed that this is something they've been doing since last year, but they was kind of, uh, you know, uh, low key about it. I like that guy. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if they ever actually announced it or anything, but, uh, we do have some details on that in case you guys are interested and didn't know that for the last year that they've been doing that. Uh, if you guys are in AP and you guys would randomly like the AP logo uh, embroidered onto a hat or a spirit jersey or uh, anything else Disney related, you can do that, but there are stipulations. Or your name onto these other items, too. Uh, no, we're specifically talking about the AP logo. Yeah, but I'm saying it's both. We're specifically talking about the AP logo. You've always been able to get your name embroidered. Just on hats, though, it's new that they were putting them, or excuse me, just on shirts, or the, no, on the ear hats. Hat. Yeah. The fact that it's on new other items is like a new thing. They've okay, well, we're talking about the AP logo. So uh, as far as the AP logo goes, you can apparently get that embroidered. It doesn't even say if you have to show it AP, but I would presume that you would have to I'm show an sure, AP. I'm sure, But right. they don't actually specifically say that. Uh, what they do say, though, is that it costs seven ninety nine plus tax. The item cannot have been worn. So in other words, you can't be like, oh, I bought a hat last year. I'm going to bring it over and get my AP logo on it. No, you can't. You Is have that to... a country guy? I don't know who that was. <laughs> it's because germs. It's because, you know, that guy's stupid. <laughs> so he must be from someplace that has stupid people. Uh, and those people have accents uh, <laughs> like that. Uh, so, yeah, the the item cannot have been worn. And they do recommend that you bring a receipt because oh. apparently they don't want to think that you stole it. I don't know. I, I don't know either. Because uh, they do specify that the merchant, it does have to be Disney Parks merchandise. You can't just bring uh, you know, your Dodger jersey and, and, or your Dodger hat and have to get an AP logo put on it. Uh, but uh, So, yeah. So not only does it, it can be, have been worn, it has to be Disney Park merchandise and you... They recommend you having a receipt just so I guess so they don't accuse you of stealing it uh, from particularly probably at World of Disney because they have a lot of merchandise at World of Disney and there's a pretty good chance that you'd bring in something they probably have. 
So that's probably why they recommend you have a receipt just in case you brought it from outside the store. Oh, so uh, I wanted to be a Dodger AP. Me too. So yeah, if you guys uh, are just dying to uh, have the AP logo for some reason on a piece of uh, clothing or something, or I, I mean, I don't know if that also maybe like uh, backpacks, I don't know. I assume that they would have to be able to get to the spot. Uh, somebody asked if they do the blue MU, the Monsters U hats, but I assume they would as long as it's new. Right. So uh, they didn't answer. So, yeah. If you didn't know. Speaking of APs, they're going to be releasing an AP Tumblr, which you can get refills for 99 cents. It's about time. Where the hell was this AP Tumblr back when they had AP popcorn buckets and stuff and we needed a cool, refreshing drink to to wash down that popcorn. I don't know, but uh, you can go, basically, this is going to be all over the, the the resort. You can get this tumbler. The refills will go through September 5th, and of course, you're going to have to have your annual pass to show you're, you're an AP and all that kind of crap. But I was uh, real quick on your uh, thing about uh, what you just said. Interesting point that was made, maybe that the fact that they're doing this tumbler is to replace the AP popcorn thing. But they did start the popcorn with a pretty simple design, and then now this is kind of simple. Right. Maybe it'll progress into something. I don't know more. about that. The first two AP popcorn buckets were the uh, the electrical parade ones, so those no, weren't they had really one that. Be- they uh, had one before that that was uh, one they? or two that were. Um, they just said AP on them. They're kind of simple. They were, they were also. They like, had one after the uh, electrical parade ones that was a simple that said AP on it. I don't remember one before, but uh, if it was ugly, I wouldn't have paid any attention to it. So I do remember the the electrical parade one was the, I thought the first one that had the dollar popcorn refills. I don't know if you don't remember, then I'll go with whatever you say. I mean, because the, the, the cup seems small, don't you think? Oh, the cups are uh, very, very small. Oh, it's, uh, it seemed like it was regular, like, uh, coffee tumbler size. Uh, mm-hmm. y- yes. Well, that's not small. It's like 12 ounces, I maybe 16 ounces. I bet it holds more than the, uh, than the, uh, the milk uh, jug. <laughs> the milk jug is big inside. I sent you pictures. You didn't show, bring it and show it. That's dumb. Well, I really have to go spend $25 on something just to prove you wrong? Yeah. <laughs> I thought that's the way it works. Yeah, that is the way it works. You're not going to just prove it by showing me a picture that shows that proves nothing. Yeah, it totally proved everything. You just look inside and you can see. I can't see inside and prove that 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 has more that it holds more than what the uh, the actual cups do. That's dumb. All right, so it says here that, uh, like I said, you can present your uh, present your annual passport and uh, get the tumblers at any participating locations. And you can enjoy a refill of your fountain drink. Now that's just about everywhere. That's going to be. In, is there going to be? That's going to be in. Uh, I assume restaurants and walk-ups. Regular uh, fountain drinks. What says fountain soda? Regular coffee, hot tea, or hot chocolate for ninety-nine cents. Ooh, now I'm chocolate. down for this. The hot chocolate. Yes, <laughs> I'm down for that. That's Especially since is it? A, it's like a cold slash hot cup, right? Yeah, yeah. Even though it's clear. Yeah. I don't know how much it's actually insulated, but... Yeah. Uh, if you guys go over to Mouse Power Facebook page, there's a link there. It tells you the participation locations. You have, like, a, uh, Alien Pizza Planet, Bengal Barbecue, 
uh, Edelweiss Snacks, Mid Julep Bar, Plaza Inn, Rancho del Zocalo, uh, Docky Bay 7, and Rontos Roasters. Those are going to be refill only spots. Uh, that makes sense that they wouldn't be selling them in there, but it is good that they're offering refills uh, uh, options inside Galaxy's Edge. And at California Adventure Park, Boardwalk Pizza and Pasta will also be your refill spot, but they will be basically all over the park. Uh, you can get the to purchase them. It would have been kind of cool if they would have had a second uh, one that was uh, Galaxy's Edge themed. <laughs> that would be cool. Now, don't forget that these drink refills are not available in downtown Disney or the Disneyland Resort ho- hotels. Now, uh, did you say when that started? It starts. It's already started. It's already started as far as you guys are concerned. It started on Disneyland's birthday, and uh, that does run through September 5th, which is uh, actually uh, at least longer than the last time that they had uh, <laughs> popcorn refills. <laughs> True. And, of course, it says we'll limit one Tumblr Purchase per pass holder per, uh, it says during the offer period. So you can only get one. Right. Hmm. Interesting. Yes. So uh, we'll I don't know why you would want more than one. Well, left, you left it at home. Well, You forgot yours at home and you want to purchase another. Well, that's. Yours was shattered because you. Like your dreams? Yes. Like cause, because you had an inappropriate <laughs> time on a ride. I don't know. There's all tons of reasons why somebody might want a second one. Or Just because somebody. Oh yeah, that's another reason. <laughs> think about that. I, I, I should have I've, thought about that, but I you didn't. know what? I'm going to go to the park tomorrow. I'm going to check this out and see if uh, it is one per. That's it. You know, AP. That's it. Not like oh, one per purchase. You know, or transaction. We'll see if you can get one at, at Pizza Planet, and then go across the way to the Red Rose or something, and get to see if you can get another one. Well, like I said, Pizza Planet was refill only. Oh. <laughs> but yeah, I'm you gonna, know what I'm saying. I'm going to go check this out tomorrow and. And uh, I might buy one tomorrow. I don't know. Are they keeping track of your, like, is it going to go like, when you try to slide your, slide your AP again? True. I don't with know. with the AP popcorn buckets, technically you could buy as many as you wanted. Uh, and, you know, I don't really quite understand why they wouldn't care. If you have to show your AP to refill it, then what do they care how many? I mean, they should make as many as they can sell. Right. All right. Uh, real quick. Um like I said, I use or today I used the bring a friend offer for Connor, and uh, they uh, I when I paid for it, I used my card, and they were taking the chip. Yes, some locations have the chip, I not am, all of them. It only took two years. <laughs> exactly. So I was like, she goes, "Oh, please uh, put in the chip." I was like, "What? You guys have the chip option now?" She's like, yes. We this have. is at the ticket booth. Yes. Yeah. Uh, about 30% of the in-park retail locations uh, have the chip. I haven't seen them yet because, yeah. I mean, I'm always using my card. They start at the end of downtown Disney, and they're working their way in. What do you mean? You would have thought. I'm talking about inside the park. Right. I'm saying that's where they started. The first one anywhere was at Pin Traders. You would have thought that they would have uh, had the ones in Galaxy's Edge going first because they were brand new and oh, all that right, stuff. Oh, right, right. Uh, especially since uh, they have apparently have these fancy little uh, uh, Bluetooth integrated uh, interaction uh, little machines. If they could get those uh, working, why can they have gotten uh, the, uh, the chip scanner? I wish we could get your Bluetooth interaction working. <laughs> what? <laughs> 
I didn't have a chance to uh, actually uh, use a card in the park today. I was all I'm using cash, so Ooh. so I don't know. Maybe tomorrow I'll check it out and see if other places have them in the parks. I asked the cast member, "Are they inside the parks now too?" And she said, "Yes." So, but then again, it was a cast member. So Disney announced today that they're changing the way they're releasing limited edition pins. Where was it announced? Uh, I believe on the Parks blog, and then it's been reported a few other places as well. But um, we saw an article first that wasn't from Disney, and then um, somebody else had posted it, but it looked like an official thing. Nonetheless, checked into it. Seems to be pretty legit. Although the announcement from Disney, as per Disney announcements, is a little confusing. But essentially what they are saying is that you now have to have park admission and they're only going to (laughs) sell brand new pins in the park. Oh, now I get it. So every Thursday they release new pins, uh, or most Thursdays at least. Um, You know, anything from one to three or four or five pins will come out. If it's a day that there isn't anything coming out, Traditionally, they'll have like a surprise or sometimes there's mystery boxes. I mean, there's, they've got all sorts of stuff. And until now, you've been able to go to Pin Traders in downtown Disney or World of Disney. And they've gotten a pretty hefty amount of the LE run. Like if it's 3,000 limited edition, you know, they'll get probably 500 of them at Pin Traders. Maybe 100 or so at... Uh, at uh, world of disney and these pins anybody can buy whether they have a pass or not all they do is go park downtown disney they come in they buy their pins uh i don't know the reason i can't quite put my finger on why Uh, that definitely wasn't announced by disney parks blog no no oh well nonetheless it's been floating around and uh well i wouldn't worry about it until i actually hear hear it from disney parks blog but I was trying to put some, my finger or until on exactly somebody uh, who's actually uh, maybe related to Disney merchandising or something. I don't know if I would actually. Yeah, I can't quite figure out why. I mean, there's there's some different reasons why uh, why they may do that. You know, they may want to increase the ability to um, for people that have admission or a pass to buy the pins instead of just whoever that doesn't pay any admission. I don't know if they think they're going to increase their admission or if they're going to decrease the number of resellers. Uh, The other thing I was thinking was that maybe uh, Elizabeth and I were talking about it. and Maybe with their their new like AP scan system is able to track better what you buy and put limits on your um, discounts. So if the item is two per person uh, and I don't know if they've implemented this pat this system yet, but they know they're working on it. If the item's two per person and you buy two and you get your discount on those two, your discount won't work on any further purchases for those items. So that's what they're working on doing. And maybe, maybe, just maybe, they think if you have to enter the park, then if you do purchase additionals and they catch you selling them, then you've technically, whether you get a discount on them or not, you've used your pass for commercial purposes. Just by entering to make a purchase, even if you get no discount they'll say that you've used your pass for a commercial purpose and then they can take it away from you. The, only, you, the only place I, I see that is on stupid Walt Disney World News Today is the only people I see reporting on that. And, of course, it was Tom Corliss. Well, we'll see what happens Thursday. You going to be there? 
yeah, yeah, Thursday for sure. Okay, well, some point. Let, it, let us know. Unfortunately, yeah. I have to go tomorrow too because it's the dang birthday. Unfortunately, unfortunately, I got to walk through the gates at some point. Yeah, this was. I post- might skip it completely. Yeah, this was posted by Walt Disney World News today. 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 Today, tomorrow, and into the future. I just don't understand then what the point of having the down, down Disney kiosk would be if they're not selling limited edition pins there, I guess, just so they could still well, they hawk are. all the normal pins to the people. They should just uh, fold that into World of Disney, if anything. It just seems like a pointless to have that pin uh, thing there now. Well, they may, descend, they may if decide they're, eventually if they're to actually doing something that. else. Uh, from my understanding, it was supposed to be that you know once pins have shown to not sell out quickly... They would sell limited edition pins at the at the downtown or the pin traders. I mean, whether I believe it or not, I have no problem with them doing that. It'll stop all of those people who uh, used, who parked at downtown Disney and just came in and get pins. Oh, hi, Tim. Yeah, sometimes <laughs> if you if you only need to go buy pins, why wouldn't you park at the closest place? Well, I guess you won't be able to do that anymore. Nobody will. Uh, just real quick to uh, piggyback on the whole pins thing, I uh, just wanted to f- almost forgot to mention uh, that they did announce on the Disney Parks blog, so it is official, that uh, they will be coming out new commemorative pins uh, f- that go along with the uh, Play Disney Parks app. Did you see that? No. Uh, there's going to be uh, pins here at Disneyland and at Walt Disney World that will go along with achievements for your uh, Play Disney Parks app, there will be uh, pins for Star Tours, Haunted Mansion, and Pirates, I believe, to start out. Are these pins free? No. Why would they be free? Well, I don't know. They're a, chief, they're a gift for an achievement. Uh, well, it says, once the qualifying achievement has been earned and unlocked in the app, guests can show the digital achievement screen to a cast member to purchase the applicable commemorative pin. So uh, just like with uh, AP... Uh, exclusive pins or any other pins that you have to be a member of something, you're going to have to show them uh, that you've actually unlocked the achievement for those three uh, attractions or whatever uh, within the Disney, the Play Disney Parks app. Uh, presumably, hopefully, they'll have, uh, you know, maybe more things later on. All right. But uh, for now, they're just starting out with that. And uh, according to this, those will only be, uh, be available at uh, Westward Ho in Frontierland. Hey, just a note real quick that uh, I want to let you guys know that, uh, you know, well, we do sometimes talk about Walt Disney World things. And uh, I'm going to mention that uh, if you guys you didn't see that just in time on the same day that uh, get their uh, Galaxy's Edge will be opening, the Disney Skyliner gondolas will be opening on oh, that yeah. same day. Are you sure it's not September 29th that those open? That's what I read. Oh, sure it is. Yeah, it's a so month one later month then. after. Yeah, one month after. Well, then that doesn't make any sense. Then uh, Disney, you're fired. Yeah, so uh, I guess uh, wait a month. And Gondo- then you can, gondolas what? with no AC. You can uh, ride them. Wait a month and then you can go on them. So we found out when they're going to send out the tickets for D23. Oh, when's that? Uh, I, 5th of August or 10th? I, I, I'm mixing them up in my head. I have a lot of things mixed up. Yeah. I think it's the 5th of August they're going to send them out. So probably by the 10th everyone will have them. Was that in that letter? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah, they sent a letter out. And when you get your tickets... They are recommending that you register them. Oh. Now, since when you purchased your tickets, there was no name on any of the tickets. They didn't ask you for a name. And these tickets are non-transferable. Right. They want you to register your ticket 
so that you can't sell it, <laughs> basically. Uh, and then when you get there, they'll probably check some form of ID or something. I mean, that's not really any kind of surprise. I mean, most cons work that way nowadays, uh, that they have their name, that uh, it's attached to your name. A lot of cons are doing that. It's actually surprising that D23 hasn't started doing that from the from the beginning, that they're not doing it until you register it. But uh, the... Uh, Last few years, uh, Star Wars Celebration has worked the same way, and then also uh, San Diego Comic Con has been working that way for a long time. So uh, it's not really surprising that they would do that. It definitely, uh, you know, keeps people from doing shenanigans and stuff. Uh, yeah, that is uh, definitely confirmed that they will begin shipping to guests on August fifth, and, and then that uh, they also said that soon after that you'll be able to register for store and stage pass. It's it's uh, maybe middle of the month, uh, which is one of the reasons for the registering of your uh, pass into the uh, system is so that way that your name is in there and that you can't make your store pass, your stage pass or your talent pass reservations without having an account, which is how you create your account is by registering your pass. So that's how they're going to do that. That's like I said, that's what they were doing with uh, Star Wars Celebration. Last year they did that, and presumably they'll be doing it for Star Wars Celebration next year. Uh, that it'll make it easier for them to do the uh, the fast pass reservations, and it's going to be really cool because that way you have no more of the stupid overnight lines. You have no more of the uh, standing in line for three hours for the uh, Disney store just not to f- for them not to have anything that you're interested in, <laughs> and all kinds of other uh, stupid ne- unnecessary lines that people always have to stand in. So. Uh, let's hope that this will uh, help uh, some of those issues. I'm all for it. I think they should do a, like a battle royale and just like everybody has to fight too. their way to the front. <laughs> I will love to see that. Kick Anthony in the <laughs> shin and like you know then you're no they've done that's happened before and that's why that's why they're doing this now is because oh, man because people don't it. know how to follow lines and people just to think that they can just show up and just cut in the line despite people who have been standing in line all night. They just think that they can do whatever they want, and, well, the and staff is usually prepared for that sort of thing. So, Well, why would they? They just don't give a shit. Oh, these people have been in line all night. Oh, look, this guy looks fresh. Let's just let him in right in front of everyone. Geographic and National Geographic, as with we got the uh, you know, we told you guys that uh, Simpsons would be making their big Disney debut at D23. Well, Nat Geo is also going to be making their big uh, debut at D23. They're going to have their big, uh, their own big uh, booth or whatever, and their own presence and uh, introducing probably all of their uh, upcoming uh, Disney Plus content and all of that. So that's going to be pretty cool. They'll also have some uh, show floor experiences and more. Also headed to D23 will be the Lucasfilm Pavilion. They'll be making their uh, their probably their biggest uh, presence at D23 ever. They'll be having their own pavilion. Probably if you guys have ever been to San Diego Comic Con or anywhere else that has a big had had a big Lucasfilm presence and a huge booth, uh, you could probably think something hopefully along that lines. Uh, they will they will have a most impressive uh, Stormtrooper costume exhibit and more. And then, of course, as previously announced uh, during the uh, Mandalorian panel at D23, 
on, I believe, Friday, they will be showing a big sneak peek of The Mandalorian during that panel. I was going to say, speaking of The Mandalorian, did you see the article that said that the budget per episode was going to be like over $15 million now? I don't know. I remember reading something like that months ago, but I don't know. Yeah, no, no, this was something new that they uh, it, it even increased. It was They were saying $10 million an episode or $8 million an episode. I don't know. Before, but... Uh, I mean, that gets exciting. You say Star Wars and they're spending a ton of money on it. Like, cool. Yeah, and the second season's already being started to be written. Yep. That's pretty cool. Uh, also coming to uh, D23, or uh, presumably in the Disney Plus panel, was announced uh, a couple weeks ago, and I don't know how I missed it, that Oswald will be coming to uh, Disney+. Plus. I saw that. I did see that. Apparently this was uh, dated back on uh, the 6th of July. I don't know how uh, we missed this since then, uh, but I had seen something about it just the other day, and I looked it up, and apparently that was a couple weeks ago. But yeah, so uh, at the Disney Plus panel at D23, you'll also get more details on uh, that. So lots of cool things coming to Disney Plus, and you can add Oswald uh, to that, uh, and finally going to do something cool with Oswald besides his presence at uh, DCA. You have the thing about the Russo brothers uh, live uh, Marvel thing that's traveling around from starts at Comic Con, travels the country, and ends at D twenty three. No, no, I read about that today. Oh, I didn't uh, see that. I don't know if it's it's something where Marvel Marvel actors. Uh, guaranteed Russo brothers and some other people they've put together that are part of the Marvel Universe uh, are going to be doing some sort of live thing. Oh, I don't know. That's probably just part of their... Uh, I know that they were talking about they were going to be doing a uh, what they consider their post-Endgame, uh, basically, panels uh, coming up, and that's probably all part of that. Uh, now, uh, before uh, D23, obviously, at the end of this week, uh, but in fact, by the time you hear this podcast, it'll be uh, getting underway will be uh, San Diego Comic-Con. And uh, if you guys happen to be going to San Diego Comic-Con this weekend, on Saturday, uh, you can go to a very groovy panel on Mickey's musical history called Mickey on Vinyl. It is a uh, panel that's being put on by D23. So uh, I don't know if we'd be you might be surprised or maybe not be surprised if uh, this panel also ends up at D23. But uh, definitely it is debuting at uh, San Diego Comic-Con this Saturday. Yeah, if you guys are going to be at Comic-Con, isn't uh, Dan going to be at Comic-Con on Saturday? Or is he going a different day? I think it was Saturday. I don't know what Dan's day is. Uh, Yeah, Saturday at uh, 11 a.m. to 12 p.m. in room 25 ABC. So if you guys are uh, interested in the history of Mickey music, uh, come on down, go on down for that and check that out at uh, San Diego Comic-Con. Yeah, so I think that's all I got for uh, D23 and uh, San Diego Comic-Con. Uh, lots, uh, expect lots of announcements probably this weekend. Uh, we might have some cool things to announce next week on the podcast, uh, depending on uh, what all goes on. Uh, definitely a lot of excitement between now, this coming weekend, and uh, the weekend of uh, D23 itself. We should get lots of uh, Disney announcements, and definitely by the time D23, have a clearer picture of the next phase of Marvel, or two phases. Who knows? Uh, So speaking of uh, the next phases or two of Marvel movies, we got the announcement today that Thor 4 is coming. It'll be directed once again by Taika Waititi. 
And that's exciting news. Uh, now it'll just be a matter of seeing whether that's going to become before or after Guardians 3. Uh, presumably one will set up the other because of the fact that uh, we know that, uh, spoilers, Thor is uh, currently uh, hanging out with the Guardians. Yeah. Uh, they are in there as Guardians of the Galaxy. So uh, no news on when that will be, obviously. But uh, like I said, we should get maybe a clearer picture of a lot of things uh, by the time uh, D23 happens. Uh, we know that there's a lot of dates. Uh, we read you a bunch of empty dates uh, a while back. And uh, you have to assume that uh, not only is Guardians 3, but Thor 4 and all the other movies that we've been talking about that are in production uh, will fill into all those gaps. And like I said, we're uh, probably going to find out what some of those dates are. Uh, unfortunately, for those of you who are fans of uh, Akira, uh, Taika uh, was uh, working on a theatrical version of Akira, and presumably that is going to be uh, either put on hold or canceled because of this. So that's fine. I would rather just watch the anime anyways. <coughs> it's time for the mail. Yes, and our first email is from Wreck-It Rachel. Her subject line is Cinderella. What's up, everyone? Have you melted yet from the heat? Well, you know what? Um, I melted today. It was hot out there, uh, especially in the parks. And especially over in California Adventure where you have no shade, that is just shady in itself. I think I have since the air in my car has decided to stop working. So you guys were talking about Cinderella with Brandy, and someone said Whoopi Goldberg was the the fairy godmother. Well, she was the queen. Whitney Houston was the fairy godmother. Yeah, so whoever said that, you were wrong. (laughs) It wasn't me. It was either Dan or Tim. I don't know. It wasn't me because I haven't seen that movie. I have to say that. I love that movie. Do you think all the wonderful world of Disney movies will be on on their streaming service? I'd love to watch that again, along with others like Not Quite Human, Wish Upon a Star, and Susie Q. I hope I'll have more to say soon. I should sense I have reservations to go to the very merry unbirthday tea next week. So I'll have some info on that by Rachel. That's pretty cool. Uh, Just a note to Rachel that uh, talking about Brandy brings us back to the, uh, obviously, the aerial discussion. And uh, it was announced today, uh, this is obviously not official because we haven't heard anything from Disney, but I don't know if you guys saw this, that uh, supposedly Harry Styles is in talks to play Prince Eric. I've seen that, yes. So uh, we'll have to see if that uh, comes to pass or not. Uh, all i got to say is a uh, loser who uh, dumps one woman because the one who th- he thinks is somebody else comes along. Yeah, sounds about right for Harry Styles. <laughs> Dirty. Uh, as for yeah, as far as the question about the uh, wonderful world of Disney on the streaming service, I have no idea. I mean, it depends on how specific you are on that. Uh, what I would like to see, I wouldn't. I would love to see a lot of the. Uh, you know what I would love to see on there would be Zorro, Swamp Fox, uh, El Fuego Baca. You know, all of those shows and stuff, uh, those would be great on there. But, yeah, a lot of the, uh, you know, like the, you know, uh, Donald and Math Magic Land, I should be able to just go onto the Disney Plus app and just pull that right up, not have it be the censored version. Right. You know, yeah, definitely all that stuff, the Ludwig von Drake stuff, all of that would be fantastic if they put all of that stuff on uh, 
wonderful on on the Disney app, but uh, we'll have to just have to wait and see. I mean, uh, as far as anything that hasn't been already announced, my hopes are not high on a lot of things because you know I've made it no, you know, no uh, secret that I think that Disney has no respect for their old catalog. But uh, you know, they they're more than welcome to prove me wrong. Speaking of Disney catalog, this doesn't relate necessarily to Disney Plus, but is there a Disney film that you've been just itching to have on Blu-ray? Uh, Black Hole. And? Uh, Black Cauldron. No, Black Hole was announced today uh, that it's coming out for... Uh, I on, didn't see on, that. On Blu-ray. It's... Uh, uh, Darby O'Gill and the Little People. That would be interesting. Yeah, Black Hole was announced, uh, I believe it's today, yeah, uh, 15 hours ago was announced that they're releasing it on Blu-ray and... Uh, but for years, fans have been begging for this, evidently, uh, as Anthony was the first was the first one that he mentioned. Um, unfortunately, though, it's only for Disney Movie Club members. Oh, that's you know that's not really a surprise because uh, Disney Movie Club recently did do a uh, exclusive release of uh, the Goofy movie and the uh, the the second Goofy movie. What's it called? I don't remember the next Goofy. The movie? next Goofy movie. Okay. Uh, both of those were uh, recently. Uh, Disney Movie Club exclusives on Blu-ray. So uh, that wouldn't really be a surprise. Uh, what that does is it actually allows them to gauge interest in the movie uh, by allowing it only be sold to Disney Movie Club. Then they know uh, they can almost do like uh, Warner Brothers used to have this on-demand service that you can order movies through uh, Amazon and stuff. And they would basically they wouldn't even make the disc until you ordered it. Uh, oh, but the, I, you were able to get I a lot think of. You talked about that before. Yeah, you were able to get a lot of older uh, movies and stuff, or uh, cartoons and stuff that they knew that they would lose money out on if they actually made Blu-rays of it. Uh, but uh, you know, it it's something like that probably where they're going to gauge the interest of it, and then if if it sells enough with the Disney Movie Club, they might actually do a wide release, and we'll have to see if that happens with the uh, Goofy movie. Uh, but that'll be cool if that is a. I am a member of the Disney Movie Club. You are. Uh, yes. So uh, it digs is. I mean, if, no, if nothing else, he could order it for you. Right. All right. Well, thank you for your email, Rickett Rachel. Sorry to chime in there with additional news about Blu-ray releases, but. All right. So uh, missing from this uh, podcast party is Dan the Mailman. Loser. He yeah. uh, he uh, just came in from uh, the Walt or from Walt Disney uh, Family Museum. So, uh, yeah, here's his email, and his subject line is Bay Area Shenanigans. So Dan starts. He says, uh, so last time we talked, I said that we were going to go to DCA to get on Grizzly River Run because my son had wanted to. Boy, did we, and you can guess who got soaked. We made it through the whole ride with no real damage, and then, boom, geyser, and I'm soaked. Uh, Also did an animation academy, which is the neat thing to do if you're trying to beat the heat. I think I will do it again this week, probably Thursday for a little while. Speaking of Thursdays and getting soaked, I tried my hardest to get my whole family onto Grizzly, like stepmom, the whole deal, and the <laughs> ride broke. They they stopped because they don't do like hard breakdowns. Right. They they with Grizzly they like realize there's a problem and they just stop letting people on at a certain right. point so they can fix it. Uh, we were four people from the cutoff. And all they offered us was like a fast pass for something else or whatever. It was like, ah. Um, well, we went on it today, and we didn't get as soaked as uh, Dan did, I guess. So I didn't get soaked at all because I didn't get to go on. Well, yeah, but we didn't get the geyser. 
so he goes on. Also, I said I was going to go up to San Francisco area for a few days and would be visiting the Walt Disney Family Museum. That I did. As I write this, I got back like a couple hours ago after driving for most of the day. So the museum is only $20 and features 10 galleries that essentially cover Walt's life from the early years through his animated shorts to films, the strike, the war effort, Disneyland, and up into his death. Uh, I spent a few hours here, and I could literally have spent all day. No way I had a chance to read everything or interact with everything. I will definitely go there again to see what else I can learn. And you know what? Breaking away. But yeah, no, I totally agree with Dan. I mean, yeah, I've seen everything there, but there's still so many little things you can interact with on repeat and sections of musical stuff. And it's just, it's a cool place to go. Well, the thing with the Walt Disney Family Museum, uh, similar to uh, other museums of the like, uh, also the Charles Schultz Museum, uh, what they do is that they have... uh, seasonal uh displays yes yeah. that they do uh i don't know what what did he did he say what the one currently is uh i don't know what it is but uh i don't believe he said so they oh, do he goes on to talk about it he right says now. it next yeah, okay Mickey, they, yeah they Mickey have Mouse. they have displays uh that are like rotating displays yeah, they did trains recently yeah they a little while back they did trains uh, before that, they did. They had a special on uh, the uh, the the motion picture, the uh, the the multi uh, the the multi plane camera. Multi plane camera. They had a display about it for a few years ago, uh, where they were uh, that had everything re- re- uh, with that, and then uh, they've done different ones. Uh, so you you have you can you have a chance for it not not necessarily be the same experience every time. It's true. Uh, as long as you don't go while the same display is on. Uh, like I said, the Charles Schultz Museum, which is actually not that far away, uh, is uh, the same. It also has, sometimes has uh, rotating uh, uh, displays that go in and out. Uh, I would recommend that if anybody wanted to make a big deal of it, uh, that it would be great to do. Uh, and what I want to do is uh, do the triumvirate uh, of the uh, not only the Walt Disney Family Museum, but the Schultz Museum and also Rancho Obi-Wan because they're all within like... Uh, like 20 miles of each other so it's like it would be a really cool like bay area uh activity to be able to do all three of those uh how many those... days do you think you could do all three well they're three each only one day each a day each uh oh, friday saturday so, sunday yeah basically uh obviously the catch is with uh with rancho we want is it's a little bit harder to get in you just can't walk up like the other two and go in you have to make reservations for that one but if you knew when you were going to be going up there to do uh any of them or uh, especially that one you could always uh you know definitely make the you have to join and then make reservations that like i said that one's the hardest to do but it would definitely be worth your while if you were definitely if you're a fan of all three things like i am to go up and hit all three of those and just have this big huge like uh little museum uh weekend so i mean if you think you're out there in radio land and you think you can tolerate anthony for three straight days message us at I don't see what that has anything to do with it, but whatever. <laughs> it's supposed to say mousepire at gmail.com. So Dan goes on. The special exhibit is uh, entitled Mickey Mouse from Walt to the World. It is housed in a separate building that's two floors. It's about uh, it's just a kind of maybe 50 yards away or something. I've been there for another thing. Uh, this uh, covers the time in the early shorts and covers how Mickey's influenced society. Um Early shorts to merchandise, comics, fine art, a whole host of other things. This is a book that accompanies it for sale that if you'd like to get it. But at $50, it was a little steep. So Amazon, here I come. <laughs> uh, that's what I do too. You always look everything up online, right? 
this was a neat exhibit and makes you appreciate Mickey Mouse, but is nowhere near the size of the main galleries. As a bonus, they had a scavenger hunt, which my son loved, and we kept him interested in the museum, or it kept him interested in the museum. Speaking of this, there are enough interactive things to do in the main galleries that he stayed interested in there as well, such, a matching, such as matching sound effects or short clips and trying to pick the type of music for certain scenes. The Mickey ticket was an add-on to the ticket at $15, so $35 for the main museum and the special exhibit. As I said, I spent about three and a half hours here total and could have spent that much more time there as well. Uh, I will visit again when I'm in the area for vacation. The gift shop had shirts, pens, and the usual standard fare, as well as lots of books by different Disney legends, and some of the same books, like the poster art book I found in the uh, found in the parks. Uh, it also had pins, not buttons, <laughs> which is the only thing that I bought. Uh, I had no interest in a shirt or sweater, and most other things look like they can be found in the parks or on Amazon. If you're interested, I know the place also has a cafe. And the cafe food was pretty good, too. We've eaten there. They have Walt's chili. Oh, yeah, huh? Uh, which is basically the same chili that they have at Carnation. Right. Um, but same recipe. Legitimately his, his recipe. Yeah. Who knows what they've done with the Carnation one over the years. We can only hope it's the real thing. Uh, good trip overall. I'm dead tired. Probably in the parks on Thursday. DCA anyway and Comic-Con for me this weekend. If you record next week, I'll be back to the podcast. So I hope to see you all then. Dan out. Bye. Adios. Uh, just a note uh, for your information that uh, the uh, the roving uh, display at the Charles Schultz Museum right now is called Peace, Love, and Woodstock. And is running well, it's through. It's the 50th of Woodstock yes. this year. And, of course, double, uh, double meaning because of you know Woodstock, the character on Peanuts. Uh, that one is actually running until March 8th of 2020. So uh, if you guys are going to be up there, uh, that's what anytime in the next uh, nine months, that's you'll see, you'd see that. All right. Well, thank you for your email, Dan the Millman. I know that you were dead tired. Uh, he uh, texted me saying he was just going to go ahead and email in because he was, they just barely got home. So yeah, you know, it's not worth even driving over here if you're going to. You know, since you're tired. Bullshit. Been a long day. <laughs> All right, uh, real quick, uh, we have Ernesto and his uh, YouTube comments. This one's funny. Ep- uh, episode 171, back in the new Asgard groove. He says, Viva Eagles poop emoji. I don't know the context, but it's uh, still true. Uh, just a note real quick for those uh, maybe wondering the uh, the exhibition right now that Dan mentioned, Mickey Mouse from Walt to the World. Runs until January 6, 2020. Oh, cool. Uh, same episode. Uh, he says, now Thor cosplay will be more true to life at the cons. Uh, once again, uh, for those of you uh, watching old episodes and making and uh, commenting or emailing about them, please give us some sort of context. That's because Thor's fat. Oh, right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Is he saying that because all nerds at cons are fat? Yes, and they're... Be true to life now. Episode 171, you're a sugar boo. Uh, my first Ming Na Wen introduction was her role in as Chung Li in the Street Fighter movies back in the early 90s. Yeah, I don't know if I mentioned that or not, but yeah, that was one of her roles way before uh, Mulan. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, you know the one with uh, 
Well, they're only Street Fighter movies. Yeah, there's only one. <laughs> there's only one. Yeah. The one with Raul Julia and uh, right, John claude right. yeah. yeah. Yeah, she's Chun-Li in that. Oh, oh, cool. She doesn't get to do as much because, uh, you know, they made a, a Cammy or whatever her, her name is, the white girl. Yeah. They made her have more to do. Oh, yeah. In yeah. that movie. So you don't really see Chun-Li doing as much as what... Uh, you know, like not like later on when they did that Chun Li movie by itself that yeah. had uh, what's her name, uh, Kristen Crook from Smallville. Okay. Yeah, that one didn't do very well. Oh, he says the parking structures at Disney Springs and Walt Disney World have those parking spots available indicators after the upgrade of their original location and recently opened uh, the new structure, so they have the parking sensors to tell you where the parkings are where spots are available. Ernesto, I don't know if you're ever going to listen to this episode or if it's going to take you six months, but what the heck, man? Get back on your Facebook account. No, nah, you don't need to do that. I was going to say, gonna, gonna say or not. Or not. Facebook's <laughs> dumb. I don't know why you would want to do that. Well, Anthony's on Facebook. Only because I have it. I would right. get rid of it if I could, but I can't. You can. No, I can't because I need it for my fantasy football leagues. All right, uh, episode 173, this isn't the porg you're looking for. He says, or he's asking, basically, did Jafar sing better than Eb- Emma Watson from Beauty and the Beast? No. He didn't sing. Jafar didn't sing at all. Emma Watson sang fine. I don't know. What, I mean, is he one of those Emma Watson haters uh, from Beauty and the Beast? Or uh, is, I don't know. Because is it a trick question? Because Jafar didn't sing. I know. <clears throat> I think so, that's the point. So that's the point. He's yeah. saying that Jafar's not singing was better than Emma Watson singing. I don't know. I don't agree. I think he's dumb, but whatever. He's p- entitled to his own dumb opinion. All right. He says uh, Suzanne was awesome. Uh, I agree with him. <laughs> <laughs> that was funny. Well, uh, it's true. All right. Episode 174. I don't know what the context of this is on brand for Disney. He says Tim is a power bottom. He's probably right. <laughs> I don't know what that means. I don't either. I don't want to know either. Uh, I'm just picturing all kinds of things that don't need to be pictured. That's all I know. All right. That's it for uh, Ernesto's comments. If I missed one, I'm sorry because um, I'm tired and I can barely see anything right now. But, hey, uh, if you guys uh, are watching the YouTube episodes and checking out the video contents that Tim the Tech is uh, posting for the podcast and you have any questions on any of the Recent episodes, if you guys are catching up like uh, Ernesto is, uh, make sure you uh, let us know what your context is for your comments. Questions. Yeah, stuff like that. Travaganzas. All right, you guys have any comments, questions, your own tip of the week? All you have to do is email us. Mousefire at gmail.com. Do you have a special occasion coming up? Looking to personalize your trip with a keepsake? Create customized buttons for birthdays, engagements, family vacations, even bridal parties, or just because. Check out ButtonsByDigs.com today. Buttons by Digs. Buttons by Digs. Remember, those are buttons, not pins. All right, it's going to do it for this episode of the Moss Power Podcast. Don't forget to go get your Oogie Boogie Bash tickets because they're going to start selling out this month. Well, a lot of days will probably go out this month. So hurry up and get those. 
and uh, we don't want to see your crying asses on Facebook. Yeah, because you know how much we hate to say we told you so. Oh, wait. No, we love to say that. Never yes. mind. We don't want to see your crying asses on Facebook asking every Disney group, do you have tickets for this day because I was stupid and I didn't get the tickets on time, even though I had probably, what, six months to get them. Yeah, we're looking at you people in Michael's group. <laughs> exactly. So go get those tickets uh, and uh, go bash with Boogie. <laughs> bash that shit. Yeah, I'll bash it in. <laughs> what else is coming up? I don't know if they still... Happy birthday to Disneyland. I don't know. And Splash Mountain. Yeah, I don't know. If they're still doing that AP corner. I don't know. If and the moon, and the moon and beyond. But uh, the AP corner with the uh, with the are they still selling the uh, the ocarina of time? I don't know. I don't know if they're no still one doing cares. that. Yeah, no one cares about the AP corners. It's, it's or the ocarina of time. Yeah, I think if anything that it would be a. Hint. I, I think. I think it would be a hint that they're not going to be selling the uh, the AP uh, refillable tumbler. At the same time that they're also selling the AP Ocarina. So, I mean, it would make sense that, if anything, that that's over now. And the AP corner itself is probably completely shut down. Probably. Because there's no reason for it to be over there. Uh, there wasn't really any reason for it to be over there anyways. And if they didn't give you a date of when it was ending, it's like, really, who the hell knows? Yeah. All right, don't forget, starting on Friday, or no, starting on Thursday... The what is it called? The cavalcade of Mickey Mouse's stars, or something? Yeah, the cavalcade of uh, of uh, broken, pillar, broken dreams. I don't know whatever it's called. Boulevard <laughs> of broken dreams. <laughs> yeah, that's a good song. It, it is, is a good song. Uh, Bar- Boulevard of broken filler is uh, going to be running uh, basically through uh, August second, uh, uh, or the day that uh, the day before uh, the electrical parade will be coming back. So. Right. Uh, Get in there, get over there, and check out that filler until it's gone. And then, uh, if not, then uh, yeah, just sh- just show up for the electrical parade like normal people. <laughs> uh, also, don't forget that if you uh, miss Sensational, well, it's gone. It's too bad. And it's never unless you back. go tomorrow, which you won't, which which will have been yesterday when you hear this, or two days ago. Yes. Uh, so backing up the waste of uh, of breath, then yes, uh, you wouldn't have gone beyond the gone. <laughs> uh, the uh, also the uh, other things that are done. Bye. Hey, if you guys haven't checked out the Lion King, uh, what's it called over there? Lion King tale. Tell, Just one Lion tale King. of one? the Lion King. Right. The Look. Lion King's tales. One tale, Tim. One yes, tale. Yes, that's what I said. Also, speaking of Lion King, don't forget that Lion King the movie comes out. This uh, will be out by the time you hear this podcast. Well, no, it won't be out, but it'll be uh, basically out. So. Uh, Make sure you guys go see that, unless you're one of those people who are crybabies about uh, all those movies. Well, then you can sit at home being a crybaby. That's what Anthony sounds like crying. I'm going to remind you guys that uh, you guys could find out what's going on, what happened on Mickey's, or uh, Mickey's, uh, Mickey's 90th was last year. You can go back on our uh, timeline and find out what happened. Uh, But in the meantime, you can find out what the hell happened on Disneyland 64th, uh, which of course means nothing. Uh, but you can find out what happens because uh, Diggs will be there, will have been there, and uh, you presumably will post something. Uh, apparently, he forgot to do some snappy Snapchats, but uh, hopefully he'll remember how to have done those. So hopefully you were, you were paying attention. Uh, and if not, uh, you might uh, find out uh, and get a video about the uh, pointless filler uh, w- later in the week uh, whenever he goes back or not. He might probably won't even waste the time with that shit. So, <laughs> uh, of course, uh, Mousepire is uh, we are Mousepire on Facebook, at Mousepire on Twitter and Instagram. 
And of course, the aforementioned Snappy Snapchats is uh, strictly Mousepire. And you can find me on Instagram at Blue1313. Also, follow Buns by Diggs on Instagram. There you'll see your button orders going out. Hey, don't forget to support the podcast and head over to DGPclothing.com. Get your Mousepire gear or get your own custom made apparel. You can also support the podcast by going to patreon.com slash mousepire. Check out Michael the Mel Guy's $3 special. Uh, you can also check out the podcast on the YouTubes. All you have to do is search Mousepire Podcast or head over to our Facebook page. Hit the link there. And don't forget, we are now on radio.com. Radio. Check out the Mousepire Podcast there and uh, subscribe and you will get notified as soon as uh, a podcast is uploaded. But video killed the radio star. Maybe. Or maybe this podcast killed the video star. <laughs> or maybe just uh, Radio Gaga. <laughs> there you go. Radio Gugu. That's a good one, too. And until next time, remember, if you build it, they will come. Uh, eventually. So for Michael Collins, Buzz Aldrin, and Neil Armstrong, I'm Anthony. I'm Tim. I'm Diggs. Bye. Bye. Except Connor's over there. No, no, the one I'm pointing to. No, no, no. <laughs> this podcast is intended for entertainment and informational purposes only. Audio, sound bites, and other clips are property of their copyright holders. All original stuff is ours and property of mousepire.com. All I know is it's past Connor's bedtime. Because look, he's in the Man, that fool's up all night on the phone. Chatting in his little group. Why are you texting with girls all night? What are you doing? Ah! All I have to say to that is hot, hot, here, hot. Somebody cooted. I mean, I was hoping if anybody would smell it, it'd be you. <laughs> <laughs> I know, and I'll accept you to say you were right when it is determined that I was right. You can wait for that, but you won't get it. Never ending story.